I hope you all had a happy Thanksgiving with your families. And when I say families, I mean either your genetic families or your acquired families or both. Even during the holidays, there were some interesting happenings in autism science that I'm excited to share with you. Many of you who have been diagnosed or who have family members who received an autism diagnosis have heard of something called the ADOS. It stands for the Autism Diagnostic Observation Schedule, ADOS. It's a semi-structured assessment of communication, social interaction, and play, or imaginative use of materials for individuals suspected of having autism or other pervasive developmental disorders. In other words, a clinician works directly with the person and sets up different situations to elicit behaviors. For example, there's snack time, and during snack time, the ability of the person to request something, or blowing bubbles or celebrating a birthday. The response to this situation is observed. For example, did the child look at the examiners when the bubbles were being blown to see what he or she was doing? The presence or absence of certain behaviors is marked down and then a diagnosis is made based on cutoffs. It's done observationally, meaning the clinician can directly see if the behavior is there or not. It takes about two hours and it's considered one of the best ways to determine if someone has autism. And because it provides data on the different features of autism, what particular skills that person has or doesn't have, it provides some insight about what sorts of interventions are appropriate. Things like targeting joint attention or social interaction. The ADOS is really the best way to diagnose autism. When someone looks to the DSM criteria, they should really be looking to observe symptoms that are shown during the ADOS interview. However, it's not easy. I went to an ADOS training, and the only way to get good is to practice, practice, and practice more using videotapes and, if possible, shadowing experienced clinicians. Many research centers offer ADOS trainings for researchers and clinicians. Researchers have to be trained even more. Clinicians should get training, but the reality is that clinicians are the people taking time away from patients, so the trainers are sensitive to this, and they shorten the training to a day and a half, which, in my opinion, really isn't enough, but it's the best that can be done. So a lot of information about how the ADOS is administered by researchers has already been collected. People need it to determine how valid this is for an autism diagnosis. There's a risk of providing a shorter clinical training and then setting people off in the world to use ADOS in clinical practice. I think even learning the ADOS gives a clinician a good idea of what they should be looking for, even if they don't use the scorecard, but they should really use the scorecard. If you go to a clinician or you're told you're getting an ADOS, you should get the ADOS. In any event, because these clinicians are out there in the world, it's really hard to track how well they're giving the ADOS. So a recent study did just that. They invited about 50 clinicians to observe different ADOSs. In groups of five, they watched an ADOS with a clinician and scored it independently. Their scores were then entered to see how often they agreed with the expert and to what degree those scores actually picked up on real cases of autism. In general, the clinicians did great. They agreed with each other and with the clinician most of the time, and it didn't matter if the behavior was social, communicative, or even abnormal behaviors. But the agreements on social behaviors were higher than for things like repetitive behaviors, probably because they're more rare to see these repetitive behaviors in just this two-hour time period. The authors conclude that while the clinicians with day-and-a-half trainings did reasonably well administering the ADOS, under no circumstance should it ever be considered the only piece of information ever used to make a diagnosis. And by the way, that's throwing no shade to the authors of the ADOS because they say the same exact thing. 
This is an important thing to show because unless you got diagnosed at a research center, then your clinician probably, but not definitely, got clinical training. And it's just as important to know about how the clinicians are doing as well as the researchers. Is there something even easier than the ADOS, but not as time-intensive and requires less training for diagnosis? Sure, but the ability to detect autism in those instruments specifically goes down. Speaking of how things happen in real life, children with autism are six times as likely to be hospitalized in a psychiatric hospital than those without autism. Staff really have limited experience with people with autism, and whatever is common treatment for their normal patient population does not work for children with autism. For example, general units may use verbal interventions, which aren't always effective in people with autism. Specialized units do better than general psychiatric units, but they're really few and far between. The reality is most psychiatric hospitals don't have the money, trained professionals, and other resources needed to handle people with autism. In order to partially help this issue, a group of child psychiatrists who see kids with autism in psychiatric hospitals got together and wrote a consensus list of what these hospitals should and should not do if their next patient admitted has autism. They emphasized that people with autism can be treated in general psychiatric units. There does need to be some specific accommodations. Listen, this is far from the ultimate solution, but it's a start. And if me sharing them over a podcast is any way helpful, then it's a good thing. So let me summarize a few of the more important points. First, upon intake, people who are suspected of having autism or have autism should be screened for medical problems like seizures, constipations, infections, injuries, and of course, medications. If they need to stay longer, they should stay longer. Don't feel the need to get them out right away. It's important to provide educational services that help kids transition to school. Look for other psychiatric disorders to inform what medications are needed. And get information from the parents and the patient. In the future, there should be more research on children who were admitted to psychiatric clinics. There's an ongoing study called the Autism Inpatient Collection. And when I say collection, I mean the data, not the individuals themselves. For the most part, these individuals are nonverbal. They've had a lot of behavioral problems. And almost a quarter of them exhibit the worst form of repetitive behaviors, which are self-injury. It's clear that these kids are in the most dire need of help. Finally, you know how much I love replication. Remember a few months ago when a study came out that showed that kids who were diagnosed at 18 months stayed diagnosed? But at three years, some additional kids who weren't diagnosed at 18 months were diagnosed at three years. So 18-month diagnosis is predictive, but it's not the only time point people should be studying. The finding was shown again in a different cohort out of Canada. In other words, there were some kids who had advanced adaptive and language skills whose symptoms didn't reach criteria until three years. This means that if you have concerns about your child and they aren't diagnosed at 18 or 24 months, don't breathe with a sigh of relief just yet. First of all, if you have concerns, then don't let anyone dismiss them just because they don't meet criteria at 18 or 24 months. Second, they need help. Keep up your monitoring and get them the help they need. Don't feel like just because they don't have an autism diagnosis, they don't need something. Later this week, we'll be reporting back on a study that shows an interesting pattern of genetic findings from brains of people with autism. It's absolutely the best example of why the brains of people with autism need to be studied. Stay tuned.